It's just a bunch of witty banter. Goodbye, Papa. Hey, I'll have a quip. You'll have a quip. We'll both have a quip. It's just cadals. Pero pepo. A pepo, a pepo. Pero pepo, pepo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Witty Banter, episode number 74. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. Joining me today, we've got Ding, Max Scott, and Dong, Hunter Dorset. <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether Are I would ding? prefer... Wait, no, ding. I'm Ding. You're Ding, and I'm Dong. So I'll you take that. You want to be Dong. <laughs> yeah, Nobody I'd much rather be Dong. Ding. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What's that even a question? I don't want to be Ding. But Sucks I'll, to uh, suck, bro. I will take the first mention yet again this time around. Oh, you're gonna you're just gonna two. you're just gonna twirl that in front of my face. Yeah, I am absolutely. It feels way good to go, Chase. Right, you're starting the top. you're starting a pattern here. Yeah. Hey, don't let it get to you, man. You founded the show. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. Welcome to Witty Banter, guys. Every episode we review a beer, and today's beer review comes by way of a recommendation from a good friend, Malia Hamilton. Nice. I love Malia. She got us. Yeah, me too. She got us. She got a, at blah, blah, blah. she got at us on Twitter. Her handle is at Steel Hibiscus, and she recommended the Dead Guy Ale from Rogue Ales. And I gotta admit, man, I've seen this beer everywhere. I think it's a pretty common beer to see at a craft beer store. Um, and I think for that reason, I never we never really picked it, which is kind of like a theme. Like some of the most popular craft beers, I think we've stayed away from just because like. Everyone probably has an opinion on it. It'll just show how wrong ours is going to be. Yeah, right. really yeah. expose us. That's why we only try beers that nobody's had. Yeah. So you can't say anything. <laughs> but uh, I actually read the description of this, and I'll give it to you, Hunter, to, to read that here in a bit. But I'm actually pretty excited to try this one. So thank you again, Malia, for the beer recommendation. If you want to recommend a beer, just tweet at us or to go, go to wittybantershow.com, and we'll get your recommendation. But Hunter, tell us about the beer. Okay, so like you said, it's brewed by Rogue Ales, and... Uh, I'm, I don't know if it's like every beer that they brew has this skeleton guy on it, but the skeleton has seemed like this iconic thing. I feel like I've seen it around. Um, and they're an Oregon brewery. So it is a 6.5% alcohol by volume brew. And uh, let's see, it's the style is a German Maybach slash Helles Bach. I don't really. I don't know if I tried either of those styles. I don't know what. So those are. like, uh, in Germany, you know, they've got like pretty full seasons, and they usually have like a style of beer that goes with each. And the Hellesbach is usually what you drink during the summer. It's super light, super easy, and crisp to drink. And then in the winters, when you get those dark, darker dunkles and stuff, and the Maybach is that transition beer. Uh, they they usually brew during like September and the it comes out for seasons. it comes out for Oktoberfest and stuff like that. So it's usually a little bit uh, more alcoholic and a lot more maltier and sometimes will have some like spice in it. And that's why I was excited to see that this is an I didn't know this was a Maybach style. And I had a couple of those at the tail end of my trip in Germany. They're fucking awesome. So yeah, that's awesome. You know, I'm, I mean, uh, I know you and Malia went uh, to Germany together on your study abroad pr- trip. I wonder if she purposefully suggested a beer that is between the uh normal seasons of summer and fall when we're in the early part of september it's about to be the fall this is the time for the beer this is the best time we could be i think it is uh, a very thoughtful person (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah the the notes slash commercial description on it says an ale inspired by this style or by the style of a german maybach brewed using our proprietary pac-man yeast 
Dead Guy Ale is deep honey in color with a malty aroma, rich hearty flavor, and a well-balanced finish. And Max poured his up, and I think that deep honey is pretty spot on as far as how it looks. It looks like a full glass of honey. <laughs> yeah, it's almost got like a blood orange amber look to it. Yeah. And it, it already just smells, uh, to me, very, very malty, a little sweet. Um, you know, you can kind of just smell the grain in it. And whatever that yeast is that they're using, like I get a yeastiness from it. Not the kind of annoying yeast that you'll find in like a uh, like a Hefeweizen, you know, not the kind of yeast that I don't like. <laughs> but this this one has like a more bready, I guess, smell to it. Those annoying yeast of the Hefeweizen. <laughs> really making hey. it well known how much he hates Hefeweizen. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty obvious. Miller and Hefeweizen. There's <laughs> <laughs> two things I hate a lot. Um, so yeah, do any of y'all get to take a sip of it yet? Yeah, I took a bit of a sip. Um, a bit of a sip. I don't I don't get much of the sweetness on the sip at all. It's definitely got a nice like subdued bitterness to it. Um, there's not a whole lot of like a header to it, so it's got almost a very thin, just like mouthfeel and thin taste when I drink it. Um, other than that, I don't see much really standing out of this moment. I can tell that when this beer kind of warms up a little bit, it might speak to me in a different way. Nice. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel the way you do as well. I can't really pick out any discernible flavor yet, but it's not very carbonated, which I think makes it a little easier just to take a big gulp of. And since it's only six point five percent, I feel like that's kind of the way you should be drinking it. Is just like a nail that you should quaff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll hold back. It does, but yeah, it, I think the bitterness shows through at the end for me first and foremost. Probably what I'm picking up most on is it does have a, have a bit of a bitter finish. Uh, but yeah, so far it's drinkable. You know, like my first big gulp was like, all right, I'm ready for a few more of those, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm getting a little bit of, uh, you know, the just the typical German maltiness. Uh, and, and I feel like it teeters between like a sweet maltiness that I would normally associate with a Bach. And yeah, like that subdued uh, bitterness, you know? And so I'm liking it right now. I think that my first my first impression of it is like, I'm actually really into this beer. I'm uh, I'm kind of enjoying this beer, guys. Kind of got a little I I, a little ding a little dong, uh, dong approved. <laughs> this is a dong approved beer. <laughs> God damn! Coming at you with your three dings, and we'll check in later to see what the dong. Hell over the ding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the news, guys, I just I just got back from New York yesterday. Yeah. No, that's awesome. How did it go, man? Yeah, it was fantastic, dude. It was a great trip. That like. Literally rejuvenated my spirit. So what, you know what, I mean? what are you taking home that is the most New Yorker uh, essence from it? Did you mm -hmm. take a pizza? Did you take a, oh, a, I ate a, a hot of dog pizza. In fact, Hunter, off the street? You'll enjoy this. So the guy who like opened Grimaldi's, the original one yeah. in New York, I think his name was like Patsy Grimaldi, he sold off his company or something and apparently he regretted doing that. So he opened a new pizza shop literally right next door to Grimaldi's and I went and had pizza at that pizza shop. Dang. And I got just, we, Darian and I ordered the large, like the 21 inch, and we put down that entire fucking pizza. Damn. And when we, were, we put like six toppings on it and as we were ordering it, the guy, the waiter was just like, we're like, all right, we want this. Like, okay. And that, and then, all right. And then add some of those. Like, okay. It's like, and then we put these on there. It's like, uh-huh. All right. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, guys. Yeah, you guys are trying to walk away. Plate on this well, one. Also, I, I, I'm just imagining this owner guy, like, being right next 
to his Grimaldi's and like staring over at the window with just a horrible somber look every day making pizzas, <laughs> like wishing he still had his Grimaldi's. Whatever. What yeah. was the name of the restaurant? Just Better Grimaldi's? Uh, <laughs> I assume. Grimaldi's 2.0. Yeah, Grimaldi's original. <laughs> Grimaldi's 1. <laughs> no, it was called Giuliano's. It was super delicious, man. Cool. And I was impressed too. Like, you know, we've worked at uh, food establishments, all of us, and Hunter, like, and Max, you'll 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 kind of know, and I guess Hunter, when you're a hostess, I mean, a host <laughs> as well, you'll you'll recognize that, like, you'll have moments where the the restaurant will kind of flip, and you'll get just a ton of new tables at once, mm-hmm. and then those will all leave. These guys were flipping tables as a restaurant, just like. People were coming in and out. It was the most efficient establishment I think I've ever seen. I was sitting there in the middle of it, just like this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. and I, like I left like a fucking fat tip because I was like, you guys have got this shit down, <laughs> you know. Super impressed. But no, like we, uh, I basically went up there. The main point was to go see art museums. Nice. And I got to go to the Metropolitan and the MoMA, and it was pretty incredible because when I was in art history, my favorite um, like period was ancient Greek. And they ha- they must have had like 15 things that I actually studied and saw pictures of in textbooks there in that museum. And it was just amazing, like turning a corner and be like, holy fuck, I know <laughs> what that is. I know exactly what I'm looking at. And I can't believe I'm looking at it right now. You know, Did you give Darian, Darian the whole rundown of each one. A little bit. She'd be like reading the plaque. And I'd be like, okay, so this one, she's like, I know. <laughs> right? Just let, me, let me read. Go away. <laughs> But it was cool. Like the MoMA also, I didn't realize everything that they had. I just was kind of going because I knew it was a famous, um, famous museum. But dude, they had like a couple Van Goghs. They had Starry Night there. Nice. They had a couple really famous Picasso paintings, uh, some Henry Matisse they had there. And then out of nowhere, they had one of Salvador Dali's most famous paintings, which I had no idea was there. And that guy's like one of my favorite artists. And I just come into this room and see one of his most famous paintings in the flesh. And I'm like, well, holy fuck. (laughs) Time to stand in front of this for a while, you know. Arguably Um, the most famous painting of his. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was super cool. Um, But no, I mean, outside of that, we basically just walked around. I've never walked so much in my life, dude. My fucking calves and my feet still hurt, man. It was nuts how much we walked. Yeah. It's a good hurt, though. It's a good burn. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, you guys got any questions? You're going to sit there smiling like doofuses? Do you have any hot dogs? Yeah, what's your food <laughs> at, man? I mean, I, was gonna say. <laughs> I did have a hot dog. I had a street hot dog. Was, was it like a street hot dog? Was it a yeah, street I dog? Yeah, I mean, it was. It literally tasted like a hot dog you could make in a microwave, man. It was <laughs> probably like, yeah, but was it like 15 bucks? <laughs> it, was two, it was two bucks. Hey, hey, that's cool. Oh, well, well, we'll have to hear a bit more about it when the show's kaput. All right, yeah, well, let's go ahead and get into the news. This is Witty Banter. All right, man. I'm off key chase. Yeah. And I'm Ding. I'm Schlong. All right, today, Wednesday, the day of this recording, was the PlayStation meeting where they unveiled the PS Pro which is the name of the PS Neo that we've been kicking around for the last few months. So let's go ahead and look at what this bad boy is, and I'll get what your takes are on it, all right? Okay. This comes by way of GameStop, and it's titled PS Pro Specs, Release Date, and Price Confirmed. And it says, as expected, Sony today unveiled its new, more powerful PlayStation console, which it's called PlayStation 4 Pro. It will launch on November 10th, 2016, and cost $399 U.S. dollars. 
The console will complement the standard PS4 and sit alongside it. The name was picked to show that it is a part of the current version of the console, but aimed at the higher-end gamers. It is not entirely new architecture, and thus not a new generation of PlayStation hardware. During the PlayStation meeting event, Andrew House, president and group CEO of, Computer Inter- of Sony Computer Entertainment, discussed Sony's decision to pursue 4K and HDR, which are the two major new features of the PS Pro that the PS Pro enables. House described these as natural paths of progression for visual fidelity. He went on to introduce lead architect Mark Cerny, who said Sony's vision is to, quote, take the PS4 experience to extraordinary new levels, end quote. And I'm going to go ahead and stop there, but basically all you need to know is that the PlayStation 4 Pro is a console that's going to upscale your games to 4K if you have a 4K television and allow high dynamic range if your TV supports that as well. And a lot of the reaction on the internet was everyone was pretty underwhelmed by the event. One, the event was boring and weird. I like watched it live and it was just Awkward. strange. They didn't even seem very excited to be there, you know? Yeah, it's a new but, PlayStation Pro thing, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's like opening the box on stage. He's like, yeah, no, there's a cord in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's got HDMI. That's cool. That's a good thing. 4K. But yeah, PlayStation 4 Pro is essentially kind of doing exactly what the Xbox uh, the Xbox One S is doing right now, and that is 4K and HDR. So we kind of have the answer to our question of the last few weeks, and it's like it's not really this major step. In fact, it's kind of exactly the step that Microsoft has just took, and uh, it doesn't really seem that important. I don't see a lot of people who are like gonna buy it. No. I don't really see what your big incentive is unless... I mean, I guess if you're, like, rich enough to have a 4K TV and, like, all all the things already that, like, that... What was the other thing? That it's... High dynamic dynamic. range. What does high dynamic range mean? Basically a, a, a larger range of colors, so blacker blacks, brighter brights, things like that. So if you have things in your house of, like, that extreme quality, then I guess maybe... <laughs> That might be the kind of person who's like, yeah, I might as well because I have all this money to just blow on anything. Um, but yeah, dude, I uh, people were getting worried that this system would be something that like new games would come out for, and then like the old PlayStation Four wouldn't be able to play them, or like the things that played on this uh, system would like play poorly on uh, the not pro system. And I guess it's cool that like none of that's true, but also at the same time. It's almost like yeah, like nobody nobody cares. I don't care. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of a conversation that I was have, having uh, at work today. And we were talking about wine. And I was talking about how you can get a $30 bottle of wine that like tastes really good. and Or you could just buy like a $100 or $200 bottle of wine and it'd be just like marginally like a little bit better. You know? And like maybe, I mean... Unless you're like to a, our to our yeah, parents, unless yeah. you're a connoisseur and then you're like really digging that, but like for most for <laughs> most really for most people, you know that extra amount that you're paying for, which is like it's probably objectively going to be better, but still it's like you can get just like a a, a very very large portion of that same uh, satisfaction with what you already have or like something that's much easier to get, and so it just seems like. It's funny. It just seems like nothing's changed. It just seems like everything is just, uh, uh yeah, a more iterative unit of what it used to be. It's it's just a a, a a console war that's 
a half war instead of instead of the uh, the full five or ten year, you know, turnover. Mm. Yeah, so they also announced the PlayStation 4 Slim, which had already been leaked, and that's going to come in at $299, and that's going to replace the PlayStation 4's current model. So, like, as of September 15th, um, and I guess they'll stop manufacturing the normal PS4, and the PS4 Slim will be the new one going forward. So, I mean, the fact that the PS4 Pro is still 399 which is what the PS4 originally debuted at, I think is also going to make... I mean, I think it's likely that a lot of people are still going to buy this console if they haven't already bought a PS4. Mm. But at the same time, like, PS4 Slim is at a... It's $100 cheaper, and... If you don't have, you know, a 4K TV with HDR enabled, which, okay, here's what's also fucking crazy, is in an in a software update, they're going to make all PS4s HDR compatible, so they're kind of already taking the wind out of that sale, <laughs> and, then, and then two, the PS4 Pro will not have an ultra high definition uh, Blu-ray drive, which is like I guess the next step in Blu-rays is that's the next like quality threshold. But the Xbox One S does have that drive. Wow! So they're sitting there. T- they're <laughs> yeah. It what, is this, like what does it do? They're like losing the battle. They're. Lo- I mean, it's like they're becoming a fast follower that's not even delivering the goods that the original. I, no, no, no. I think that they just at this point we're like we need to put something out so that people don't choose an Xbox S over us for any reason. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of the approach that I think they were doing taking this. Obviously, all they're doing is just matching like the specs of this other Microsoft box that came out. I mean, I don't think that they I don't think they planned releasing this if if this whole like, you know, convention and everything was so underwhelming and, you know, weird and stuff. It sounds like they didn't really put that much behind it to say like we're going to change the game with this thing. I don't think they really like wanted or I think that's exactly what they are doing though when they have a meeting that's like, okay, like this dude, this could have just easily been a press release. This could have been like a YouTube video with information, but instead they're like come to New York, we sent out invitations to select few journalists for this event where we're going to unveil the future of PlayStation. <laughs> and then it's just like, you know, like it just seems like I'm a th- money grab. I think the what do you mean? Like, money. It, like it just means it just seems like they have the ability to be able to create some iterative console. So they're just going to try and squeeze every little dime they can out of any person on the market. And it, it just kind of reminds me of like the uh, like the iPhone 5C or something, you know, where it's the like, huh? The colored one? Yeah. Except instead of it being like cheaper and shittier, it's just like a little bit more expensive and a little bit better. And it's just like, dude, okay. Like, <laughs> I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but it just reminds me of exactly what like Apple did where, where they, they were going like, you know, iPhone one, two, three, and then they started going to the S's. You know, it's and literally Xbox is doing. They called theirs the Xbox One S. Like, come on. Anyway, so yeah. that's that, which is kind of all there is to say about it because it is very underwhelming. Okay, now today was also the uh, Apple press conference where they unveiled the iPhone Seven. Little segue, and I thought we could go through. And look at sort of what the main talking points were here on the iPhone 7. I'm going to get all this information from The Verge, who's got it collected here nice and neat for us. Nice. But, essentially, you've got new colors. (laughs) Cool. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. 
a 25% brighter display, we move a wider color gamut for again. better color management and reproduction. The antennas are built right into the chassis, Whoa. getting rid of those oh, wait, really? ugly lines from the previous two versions. I was going to say, man, what? when the fuck are these going to go? Those lines you're talking about that I've totally noticed before. <laughs> Get them out of here. I straight up don't know what they're talking about, but keep going. Internally, the new phones get stereo speakers and a brand new A10 Fusion chip. Hey, stereo speakers yes. is actually pretty fucking cool. I've been waiting for that Fusion chip, bro. What is it? Yeah, me too. Uh, what? Are, well, yeah, what? Could you at all expand on the speakers? Because I do think that that's something that's been lacking in the. That's past. actually really sick. That you can just because I can't stand that when people listen to fucking their iPhone the, their music phone through their loud. phone out loud yeah, when you're yeah. out somewhere like. Hey, excuse me. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> I can sucks. barely hear anything <laughs> coming out of the thing. Yeah. But yeah, they're getting rid of the old headset jack and they're replacing it for their lightning cable. And one thing that they're doing is included in every um, iPhone 7 that you display is a free dongle, which will adapt to old headphones if you still want to use old ones. Okay, cool. Which, which I thought was nice of them. It's like they Good could save. easily charge for that. Um, but with that new... Uh, Jack, they're able to do stereo sound rather than having it all be mono, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's actually really cool. Yeah, we'll get to see the uh, see if that's a lot better. We'll see. I'm down. Uh-huh. Then they've got a new home button, which doesn't like click as a button anymore. It's like a touch-sensitive haptic thing. Um, I like to feel clicks. I'm like a touch. click man. I'm like, you like the touch or you like the click? I like the button. You yeah, know? I like the button too. They got one button and they're taking away from me. The one thing they I want. They got they got four buttons, dude. Yeah, they got two volume buttons, a home button, and the top the lock the top button. Lock button. I don't consider. So I don't consider those there's plenty of buttons for you. No, huh? we got plenty man. of buttons left, man. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, you'll be able to press buttons all day long, right, we, dude. You'll be. You fine. guys got low standards for buttons. Okay. Okay. Wait, we're making fun of this way too much. <laughs> what actually is going on with this iPhone? Like what? So the stereo thing is the one that stood out. Um, we got a couple more things, right? There are more things. Yeah, so you got the home button. I mean, and then basically it's your run of the mill. So, like, the lowest model is not going to be 16 gigs anymore. It'll be 32 gigs. So they're kind of doubling all of the memory nice. um, steps. And then it's going to be faster, which you come to expect. It's going to have a better camera, which you come to expect. It's got a better display with, with that can do more colors. It's just an upgrade in every sense of the word. Uh, the... The body looks a little bit different, like it's a more seamless edge around it all, and it's water resistant now. Yeah, that was what that I was, was actually looking at. sick. Yeah, that was what good. I was talking about. I can't believe it's taking them this long Dude, to repel water. That's not even that. I want that, and I want to be able to drop the phone. Yes, that was the exact that thing that, that I said. Thing, when like, I found dude, that any out. upgrade like that, if the fucking iPhone 8 came out <laughs> and they were like, yeah, throw this phone against the wall and it won't break, I'd be like, done, <laughs> done. How much is it? Yeah. $1,100? Okay. Yeah. This coming from the guy that doesn't like iPhones. Yeah, dude. It's like, just, but yeah, it, it really is like, I want it to be water resistant. I don't want it to crack every one or two years. <laughs> like, come on. But then what reason would you have to buy the iPhone 9? Uh, updates, bro. That's true, actually. Because it's going to slow down. Yeah, that's true. When of the course. comes out and it just shatters in your hand. <laughs> what? So yeah, that's, I mean, that was sort of the biggest things. Outside of that, Shigeru Miyamoto came on stage and announced a new Mario game for iOS, which was kind of like a big deal. Wow. It's good, yeah. Nintendo's first um, like huge IP outside of like, okay, well, they got Pokemon, but um, as far as like, I think it's internally developed. You got you got Mario on an iPhone. Mario on that's an a big iPhone deal. speaks for itself. Is that's it like exclusive crazy. to the, I, like the, iOS? the, the iTunes exclusive? store or something? No, it'll come to Android and stuff okay, as well. Cool. But well, yeah, who cares? 
<laughs> but that's cool though. I mean, that's a I guess that's a cool little platform to to show that off. Uh, and they announced that they've sold over a billion iPhones uh, in in its lifetime. Not of its like last model, but just total. That makes sense. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And, a lot of um, fucking phones. Yeah. That, I mean, there was some other stuff at the event. Like, they talked about the watch and a few other yeah, things. Please buy this watch, please. I, <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard that the, the tagline for the iWatch or whatever, too, is uh, like the tool that you have to have for a healthy life. And I'm like, I'm like, that's such. Buy it or you'll die. <laughs> I'm like, one, that's BS, and two, it's just, it's it's more so the tool that you absolutely do not need in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, right. It is the fucking epitome of just useless excess. Tack, yeah, man. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, do you guys want to get an iPhone when you when you hear all this stuff? I mean, we're iPhone guys. I've got an iPhone 6S, so I usually skip the iterative. Gen- I usually go 6S or 5S to 6S, 6S to 7S. I like guess. you won't get the first model of the new gen. I'll you'll get the get upgraded. The, you'll get model. the S of the new gen. Yes, you're an S man. So feel like <laughs> that's just in. Dong is an S man. <laughs> Dongs, they call me. Yeah, um, Dong S. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess the ultimate thing that I would just as an overall view is is it trite anymore are, are we going to officially label all of the minor upgrades trite have we done that yet i feel like we almost got there with the 6 what was like the big jump with the iphone 6 bigger screen plus well they had the plus that they added right but the 6 it, it, but the 6 was also bigger as well but yeah that oh. was also when they introduced the plus it was how, bigger what, and skinnier i think sorry too. yeah what how big is the, the iphone 7 is the same size? It's the same sizes, yeah. Oh, and also the the 7 Plus comes with two cameras on the back, which allows you to have like a shallow depth of field. So, you know, like... like 3D okay, so shit, and- kind of? In a way, like, you know, when uh, Andrew takes her portraitures, mm-hmm. how she can separate the background with focus and make uh, photos look really pretty? Well, the 7 Plus will be able to do that now also, that, which I thought was actually, actually pretty, pretty fucking dope. dope. And that's, that's going to, I feel sick. like that's actually really going to help people that are like making videos and stuff with their iPhone because they'll be able to like do a scene and then like if somebody's talking, like they'll be able to zoom in on this guy and then zoom in on the closer guy and stuff. Like that's, that's pretty actually dope. fucking sick. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, and they also, so I can steal her own phone. <laughs> with the new, with the new like processing power, they're basically able to show off some of these Adobe apps that have like 90% of the features that they would on a computer on your phone. Just kind of highlighting the fact like you can take these amazing pictures and now you can edit with like these really powerful softwares right in your fucking pocket, you know? Mm-hmm. That's actually really sick. I stand behind that. Cool. But yeah, to answer your question, if we're going to buy one, I used to be, Hunter, I, I was the one who would always get the S's as well, uh, but it's been like three years since I got my phone, and so I would have gotten the 6S, but I just abstained this time, okay. and I still don't think I need a new phone. The only reason why I want to get this new one is for the bigger screen, because honestly, like, my thumbs just, like, hurt typing on this phone now. Like, they literally just crack. I thought you said it was the same you know? size screen. But he has. Yeah, but not for the five. I have the five S. Oh, 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 that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could you could you get the plus? No, I don't want the plus. Okay, because it's weird. I mean, I thought that the plus was a little outlandish, but everyone that's everyone who gets here is just like, guys, oh my god, like this decision I made was the best. But you kind of wonder how much of that is just like. 
I can't let everyone know that I made this stupid ass decision (laughs) to put this tank in my pocket. I had to leave it in my car technically. (laughs) So great, dude. Hold it. This new okay. case is actually a backpack. Yeah. Just slip it right in there. Yeah. This TV we're watching, just pick it right up. This is my phone. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it's a pretty phone. And of course, it's going to be the highest. The performance wise, it'll be the best. So, uh, you know, maybe. I think I might, I, I might plunk in for that one. But I honestly think that if I got this one outside of something, I, I would consider like the screen size change to be somewhat major as far as differences in iPhone. I think it would take another major change for me to want a new one because they last forever and like nothing about my phone. What do you mean? No, iPhone still it's been three, forever. dude, it's been three, it's been three years and I already like conceived this phone that I have m- now lasting three more years. Okay. You know, yeah. I think the thing that usually keeps an iPhone from lasting a long time is if you're, if you're careless with your phone, you drop it all the time and shit. Okay, but also, I mean, the updates slow it down and stuff. A lot yeah. of people get glitches. Absolutely. So, but yeah, I mean, if you've gone three years, you did the same thing with your Mac as well, and so I, yeah, dude, my yeah, my Mac is ready to is at death's doorstep, <laughs> <laughs> begging. begging. He's drinking dead guy ale. Yeah, he is. All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and end the news there. Uh, that was a good little. We we've gone a, a long first half, so we'll stop now. And we'll go to halftime. We'll come back and talk about the beer. Cool. All righty, bit up a bit. If you want to follow the show once the mics have turned off, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Witty Banter Show. Also, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast and help the show get discovered by leaving a review on iTunes. And finally, steer the conversation by sending a question to wittybantershow at gmail.com or suggest a beer for us to review by going to our website, wittybantershow.com. That's enough plugs. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. What do we think about the beer? What are the uh, what are the general thoughts on the beer that we're drinking right now? It's a nice beer. You know <laughs> what I mean? Nice it's, beer. it's a nice beer like a nice guy is. Like I'm still I thought that when it warmed up. Well, he's nice to yeah, me. Yeah, he's nice to me. I don't know why you guys don't like him. He's nice. He's fucking to nice me. to me, guys. I mean, I know he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's got he's 40 nice or 50 of my CDs. I can't just walk away from that. <laughs> uh, I thought it would like kind of spice it up a little bit as it warmed, but I'm still feeling just a very like, not I don't want to say plain. Like that's mellow. Rude, but it is mellow. Yeah. And I think that's cool. I think that's fine. I think that's cool. I think it's a beer that is supposed to replace your easy drinking beers in uh-huh. your house. So for that, of course, I mean, the beer is cool so far. I just, unfortunately, I don't think anything has stood out to me to like, talk about i feel at a loss to bring up in words yeah yeah i feel like personally when i when i take a little take a little swish of it i get like a sprightly kind of tingle on the front of the tongue and it kind of rounds out with uh yeah like a malty uh i don't want to say sweet because it does have like that little just lingering bit of bitterness uh that kind of offsets it but but like i can see why it's a bock like it it reminds me of the box style, just kind of like a lighter, more mellow version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. I mean, I, I think this is way more drinkable than I thought it was or going to be like going into it. Um, I was, I, I guess I thought it would be a little bit more uh, punchy 
Um, but yeah, no, I can throw this one back. That's a good thing to bring up, like the Bach aspect of it. I think that's exactly what the role of this beer is. It's like, look at your mainstream non-craft beers. Yeah. And it's like, you know, take out this beer, replace it with this. And it's like, take out your Shiner Bach and replace it with a dead guy ale. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the void it's supposed to fill. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's fairly, I think it's really balanced and I think it's very drinkable. Like you guys were touching on like that. The malt has kind of solidified itself. The malt and the yeast have kind of coalesced for me in like a, just like a dark bread smell and taste. You know, yeah. I think there is a tiny bit of caramelness that has come out so far as well, which I like. And I do think that the little bit of hop, hoppy bitterness that we get on the end kind of holds like a, a peppery, almost like herbal type feel to it. And it's nothing that's really standing out on its own. I just think it's there if you're looking for it, but you can drink this beer quickly and easily. And it's just been, I don't know. It's been good to me so far. Yeah. And it's uh, been nice to you so far. So what the fuck? It's nice to me. Yeah. Who cares? And I know like when we say that it's like a deep honey looking beer, that that doesn't really sound very unique, but I feel like it doesn't look like other beers that I've, that I've like seen regularly. I feel like it's just kind of like an interesting looking beer. You know, it's like, it's got some depth of color, but it, you can easily see through it. It's so. an inviting warmth yes. of color. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our segment. We're going to bring back another game this week, and it's going to be Dopey Definitions. You guys use, like, big words. Dopey Definitions. Now, Hunter, you've changed up the rule set just a little bit. So why don't you explain to the listeners what Dopey Definitions is and how it works? Okay. So in the past, Dopey Definitions was a game where we would bring funny words to the table and we just have people guess at what it is. What we found was that's way too hard. It's way too hard. <laughs> Nobody to like got any points. Just straight way, up pull a definition out of your butthole. So yeah. what I have changed the, uh, the game to be is... Each of you. It's Chase versus Max here, by the way. I'm the game warden. Yeah, I'm finally a competitor. Yeah. Back in this. I'm so no we, have, we have we have uh, five words for each of you. And I have, you know, enough words if, if it goes to overtime. And the way the rules work is that in each round, uh, like, for instance, Chase will get a word. And I will give him three possible definitions of that word. And they'll be short definitions. And he has to decide or, or make a decision on what the actual definition of this word is and if he gets it right he gets a point if he doesn't he gets zero points now the twist do i get a chance to steal the twist no this yeah, time we don't up. get a chance to steal each person has their own word in each round okay the twist that i'm throwing uh this time is that i have made up a word for each of you and uh. i'm gonna throw it in the mix and if you can identify the word that is made up then you get two points if you guess that the word is uh you know made up and it's not then i get two points okay mm. so uh i guess you can guess as many times as you want i i haven't really decided if you should have one guess or multiple guesses what do you guys think one guess one oh, guess. what are you talking about if i guess wrong then okay i'll know what th okay oh. yeah yep. so basically yeah those are the rules uh five rounds and uh, first one, or most points at the end wins. So, are y'all ready? Do y'all want to decide who goes first? Maybe play a little Rochambeau. Anybody got any uh, need to go second or first? 
Max hasn't gotten to play a game in a while, so I feel like he should go first. Okay. Let me start it off right. Let me tell you what you guys are doing wrong this whole time. Okay. So. <laughs> Losing. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you how to really lose. Okay. The first word of dopey definitions. Petty fogger. <laughs> okay. And the, uh, the, three, fucking awesome. the three definitions that you get to choose from. Definition number one. A person who becomes overwhelmed over trivial matters. Definition number two. A person who tries to befuddle others with his speech. Definition number three. A person who prefers to wear only undergarments. The word, pettifogger. So here's what I'm thinking about. The first thing I thought when you gave me all three of those definitions. Uh huh. The first one is made up. <laughs> Yep. The second one's I got right. That, I got that too. The third one is so not sounding right that it brings it back in the, the realm of it being a right. Because you could have seen that definition and be like, nobody's going to fucking guess that. <laughs> You're not going to get me. Okay. But I am going to go with number two. As the, number two is the right definition. A person who tries to befuddle others with his speech? Yes. One point to Max. Well Where done, good we sir. Go. Here it is. Very good well good done. Job. On the board. No doubt in his eyes. You got it. Thank you. Okay. So, Chase, your first word. Logaria. Gross. <laughs> I have a bad case. Can you listen to the sentence, please? The first definition. Have you gotten checked? It looks like you've got logaria. <laughs> Having or pertaining to strict principles. Number two. An intricate or complex issue. Number three. Loquaciousness. Talkativeness. Oh wow! Logaria. I think I know it. That's I can why I, I can it spell so it. I can spell it for you if it'll help. L o g l o g definitely won't. Yeah, don't don't tell you throwing me off. <laughs> well, it's it ends like diarrhea. So logaria. L o g o r r h e a. E a. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with the first one. Having or pertaining to strict principles. Yes. Zero points. My for second Chase. guess was the third. Yeah, it's three, right? It was loquaciousness and or talkativeness. That's what I figured because it's like you're throwing up your words. Yeah, you know what I mean, kind like of yeah. diarrhea esque. When I was coming up with the other ones, I was like logarithmic, logaria, complex. Yeah. All right, Max, round number two. What up, Gazump? <laughs> <laughs> I like just okay. sitting on it for a second after I say it. I like um, to feel the weight of the word. Okay. To buy something already promised to someone else. To overcome insurmountable odds. Or to physically batter a small individual. Gazump. Well, wait. This, well, give me the second and the third. The second one is to overcome insurmountable odds. The third is to physically batter a small individual. I would say this is a made-up word. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Two points for the <laughs> HD. <laughs> Two points for me, guys. Oh, no. Uh, the answer was to buy something already promised to someone else. Gazump? Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's like to vulture, kind of. Like he was going to get it. 
So I snuck in and gazumped it. Like there was one more six pack of dead guy ale. Gazump. <laughs> Gazump. <laughs> Where are you looking at the definition of the word? Thank you, Urban Dictionary, for providing me with these words. Okay. Chase, your word is hemi demi semi quaver. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck you. Hemi demi semi quaver. Uh, definition number one an extremely small bite of food. Definition number two, musical timing of 164th. Definition number three, a unit of measure for the oscillation rate of a particle. It's got to be. I don't want to give you Because the semi le- lends itself to measurement. Yeah. Which means. But we've got, we've got two like-minded definitions there, singling the first one out. And if Hemi Demi Semi Quaver actually ended up in scientific language, then we're just running out of shit to say. Oh. Well, that happens in physics a good bit. You'd be surprised. But, uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll repeat them. Extremely small bite of food. Number one. Wait, what? Number one. So an extremely small bite of food? Yep. Oh, God, that hurts. What, right. what do you think it's, Max? What, give me the second. Yeah, Max, or third tell one. us. Second or third, musical timing of one out of sixty-four, or a unit of measure for the oscillation rate of a particle. The third. It was musical timing. God fucking damn. Hemi, <laughs> hemi, dimmi, semi quaver. <laughs> so what's the score right now, guys? I got one. You got two. I got two. And Chase, you guys here? Yep. Okay. <laughs> this one's especially for you, Max. Uh oh. <laughs> Fartlek. <laughs> F-A-R-T-L-E-K. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want to hear your snickering. Um, okay. Definition number one. <laughs> yeah, is it a... <laughs> I take that one. Um, definition number one. An athletic training regime. Definition number two. A small portion of something. Definition number three, a lie or a purposeful deception. Fartlek. What was number two? A small portion of something. Okay, so it's not number two. It's got to be one or three. Number one, an athletic training regime. Number All right, man. Number two, a lie, a purposeful deception. Number one. Well done, good there sir. It is. There it is, yes. You're catching back up with the We're HD tied. dong man. We're tied, and then there's also somebody else competing in this, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Who knows? You guys are It's cute. okay, but <laughs> Chase still has his ability to call out my bluff. Yes. Okay. Chase, the next word for you. Furbelow. F-U-R-B-E-L-O-W. Furbelow. So your three definitions, an obscured or covered area, a homely or unattractive woman, or fringe or ruffle. I'm going to go with number three, fringe or ruffle. Well done, good Damn. sir. Damn. I would not Damn. have guessed that. Really? I would not have guessed that at all. Okay. Chase on the comeback. On the board. You're the, the best. Board. Okay. 
So what is that? That's that's three for each of us. It's round three. So we got two more rounds, guys. Yeah. Okay. So Max, uh, your word. Yeah. Lick spittle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Lick spittle. Definition number one: a preparatory act or ritual. Definition number two, a pot for disposing bodily fluids. Definition number three, a servile po- person or a toady. Yeah, this, murder, this word is made up. Well, I thought you only get one guess. Oh, really? Oh, never mind. That's fine. I, I mean, I thought that's what we said. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. Okay. So, so what I'm, I'm going to officially okay. say that you took your guess, got it wrong. This is a real word. Okay. So wait, wait does he not get a point now? No, I'm gonna make him guess though. Well, you just said you you just said <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> no, I, no, he said that he thinks the word's made up. I'm saying no, it's not made up, and you already had that oh, guess. So okay. I'm gonna read the definitions again. I'm gonna make you guess the definition. Okay. Okay. It's a servile per or no definition number one. Enjoy your special privileges, yeah. Max. Well, you yeah, okay. A pot for dis Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, definition number one is a preparatory act or ritual. Definition number two, a pot for disposing bodily fluids. Definition number three, a servile person, a toady. What would you, what's the name? What's the word? Lick spittle. Uh, two seems too easy. But I love going the easy route. I'm going to say number two. A pot for disposing bodily fluids? Damn it. I fucking knew it. I knew it, dude. I fucking knew it. (laughs) Okay, Chase. Round number four. To tie things up between betwixt the three of us. What was was the actual definition? The actual definition was a servile person. A toady. A lick spittle. Got it. Okay, Chase. Bump dingle. Bump dingle. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So the first, uh, the first definition, a homosexual male. The second definition, a catchy or lively piece of music. The third definition, an unwanted physical trace of a sexual act. Bump dingle. <laughs> There's no way. That's a made up. That's a made up word. <laughs> it is a made up word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was obvious, but like I was on my way home just thinking about words, and I was like, "Bump Dingle." That's a nice one. I laugh at that. So Chase, I- so you went with the homosexual man <laughs> <on> that one? <laughs> well, I actually, I actually like made it to where if you would guess, you like I since I made up the word, I made a real definition for it, and if you guessed it right, I was going to give you a point. So I called that an unwanted physical trace of a sexual <laughs> contact. Um, so what does that make the score? Now it's. Three that makes chase. It five to three to three. No, cha- so it was you got you had one point before, right? You just said it was a tie between the three of us, and we all you have get, three points, get, right? No, you get. You said it was round three. You have three points. I have two points. Yes, you get two points for for guessing that right. Yeah, and you had one point before. I thought, I thought you just said that we were all tied. Oh my no, gosh! I said it to get it to, to get a tie before us. Oh, okay. he had two. I had two. You had one, and you just got two for guessing that. Okay. All right, so last I get round. This right. Last round, okay. And y'all both guessed, so y'all have to just straight up guess the definition here. So it's like a guarantee that this isn't a made up word. Yeah, these are real words now. Okay. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. Snolly Goster. 
Definition number one, an intense, deep act of kissing. Definition number two, a person who can't be trusted. Definition number three, a person with an unattractive face. Snollygoster. Give me the definitions one more time. Okay. An intense, deep act of kissing, a person who can't be trusted, or a person with an unattractive face. Snollygoster. Definition number one. An intense, deep act of kissing. Incorrect, man. God fucking <laughs> damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Was it number two? It was a person who can't be trusted. God damn it, dude. <laughs> so let me let me get this straight. So long as I don't incorrectly guess that this is a made-up <laughs> word, then I win, right? I guess. Yeah. It, yeah, I guess, I guess that could true. be the case. Right. You could extend some token of... Uh, <laughs> or I could win the game. Come at me, bro, to Max. Oh, but uh, we can go through it just if you want to, or we can end it there. I mean, I think yeah. Chase... We'll do, we'll do the victory lap. Do the lap. victory lap. Okay, victory lap. Okay, I got a couple, but I think I'm just going to do one. Okay. Wabbit. <laughs> Wabbit. W-A-B-B-I-T. Uh, first definition, exhausted, tired, or worn out. Definition number two, not smart, not smart, lacking intelligence. Number three, having a keen interest or strong desire for something. Wabbit. I'm pretty sure we've, done, we've had this word. Um, Dang it. Like, age, like ages ago. Fuck. I don't. I'm not confident okay. what it is. Snickersnee. Snickersnee. It sounds familiar, but I'm gonna go with one. Exhausted, tired, worn out. Yeah. Well done, Chase. Yeah. Ending on a All high right. note. If only I could remember what we have done in our catalog <laughs> of dopey definitions. Way too many. Well done, God gents. Damn it, dude. Max. I'll I'm tell you. In one of my loss. classes, I have a. I have like a vocabulary book that I have to go through and read. It's essentially, literally all it is is just essentially like a dictionary of complex words. Oh, really? So, yeah. You might be able to bring that on the show one of these days for some dopey I'm deaths. just saying, next time I dopey deaf any of you guys, <laughs> I'm going to be fucking ready. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. I hope that was a little bit better than just completely pulling random bullshit out of yeah, our Yeah, that's ass. true. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little, little more structured. Yeah. More competitive. All right. Good game, Max. Good, good game, Hunter. Game. Moving on to... Dunter's Mail Corner. It's it. Dunter's Mail Corner <laughs> And the first one comes from Mr. Dunter Horset himself. And he says, Sup, Dip Quips. <laughs> dip Quip? This is Nick for dip sure. Dip Quips. Right? Is there any? Dude, Mandy tried, to, oh. tr- Mandy tried to say that she is Dunter yet again. And I have to complain. Con- continue to repel her because I know this is Nick. Like to the bottom of my soul, it's yeah, gotta be Nick. No, it's Nick for sure. <laughs> Who says dip yeah. quip? Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just too much cleverness in every one of these emails for it to be anybody else. But I agree. Me. Agreed. Sup, dip quips. If you were going to get rid of one state in the U.S., which would it be and why? Mm. Dunter, the short, stubby Texan horset. <laughs> I kind of like this. This is a good question. You know. Because I feel like everybody has like, everybody has states that they're more prone to liking and that are like obvious picks for you to like want to live at and want to be at. But like, some people just have really irrational hatreds of some places. One of my best friends, Jack, is like 
hates Ohio for some reason. <laughs> he thinks Ohio, Ohio is the worst place in the world. And I'm Cincinnati's like, it's just delicious. so random. Um, do any, does anything jump out to y'all like immediately? The first. Well, I'm just trying to think of the strategy here. Because at first you might want to say, like, I'm going to pick this random-ass state that's middle of nowhere. But then it, then why would you yeah, pick what, that? Because it's like they don't exist anymore. That's anyway. what I was thinking, too. I was like, well, Dakota, for sure. But then I was just like, well, that's not nice. They're not doing <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, like, do they even exist just, now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would that make a difference? Which Dakota, no. Max? Which Dakota I know. I have no idea. About? Oh, man. So then you got to try to think of the one that you want to erase yeah. completely. Like, what's the most racist because the uh, Because the fact that it yeah. exists. I feel like I would. I feel like I could guess one that Chase would say more than I could even say for myself. I kind of like that. I kind of like us choosing you, each other's yeah. <laughs> choosing each other's states. <laughs> okay, I think Chase would erase Iowa. Why would what? I erase? Iowa? I just remember you went you up, fucking your Chase. Did you hate <laughs> Iowa? Man? I just remember you went to Iowa for your, like your 16th birthday, and it was like also somebody in your family had just died, unfortunately. So I went to Iowa. And I literally had a funeral on my 14th birthday. <laughs> 14th birthday. And it was like miserable and cold. And there was like nothing to fucking do. <laughs> I would just imagine you to just like harbor resentment for that entire state. No, I have to keep Iowa around because that's where the majority of my family's from. Okay. I've been to like the Iowa State Fair and it's fucking great. So I got to keep Iowa around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... I don't know, man. I think I'm trying not to make any enemies. Yeah, I really know? don't want to. Yeah, I really don't want to like talk. <laughs> I don't want I'll our go huge, first. You know, I'll go first. Okay, okay. I'll go for it. Yeah, I'll draw it, the dude. line. I'm, I'm gonna fucking throw somebody under the bus, dude. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna say Alabama. Yeah, dude. I, I thought think, Alabama yeah, too. I mean, Everybody. I was just like, oh, it's the KKK. <laughs> Let's just like eradicate them. Is that cool? KKK started in Texas, I believe. Well, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So why Alabama? Alabama? College football team, yeah. man. What about Alabama? Do y'all do y'all have to I'm, wipe I'm off the earth? I'm sick of their college football team, dude. Wow, that's a great <laughs> that's a great point. Also, uh, there are just latent, you know, lingering There's a lot racism. of racism in Alabama. I remember. Um, so I used to work with a girl that is from Alabama, and she she was a racist, and she uh, she was telling me that they don't celebrate Martin Luther King Day. Or something like on the, in their schools and stuff, and I was like, "Are you sounds serious? about right?" <laughs> it's not the right day, but uh, yeah, I get it. Are y'all both gonna say yeah, Alabama? Buddy. I'm just gonna sneak in, and I'm gonna say North Carolina, hmm, because I have a friend who's from there. <laughs> okay, and you know he, he likes his friends and everything that's there, but he has told me a lot of like horror stories about where he's from. And about where, like, there was, like, some sort of holiday that they all had off <laughs> that was, like, the birthday of, like, a leading member of the KKK or something. It was just, like, <laughs> it's really just unpleasant. Because he's a really liberal, nice guy. Yeah. And he's, like, it's really just, like, unpleasant. To yeah. Me. So I'm just going to say, if you're going to do that, you can, <laughs> I don't need your state, probably. <laughs> okay. I think I'm just going to go with, like, complete, like, randomness. You know, like, originally, if I was younger, I would say Wyoming. But, you know, <laughs> well, it, it's because it's the least populous state and there's just not a lot. It's, it doesn't produce a lot of anything like it's just it's completely random, but beautiful landscape. You know, like now I actually appreciate that stuff. I'm not going to take Wyoming off the map. Yeah, I think I'm going to take off like Rhode Island. I don't really see such a Taking tiny speck. Okay. There's so much history yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, Rhode, Rhode Island, Island is 
weird. Yes, yeah. it's like where a yeah. lot of like important revolutionary shit happens. Yeah, but it's like fifty miles across, <laughs> and like literally, Houston is bigger than it. And like, dude, just just go annex to some other state or something. Come on. You're not saying get out of here. You're just saying like. I'm not saying like I want to blow up Rhode Island. I'm just saying I think it's yeah. just want to erase it from existence. <laughs> yeah. And you know the most peaceful manner possible. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's just kind of random. Uh, that's that's the that's the. I, I'm not gonna take away from its history, but I feel like if I was like the last place that I'd be like, that's where I want to live, probably Rhode Island. Hmm. You would rather live in like Idaho than Rhode Island. <laughs> See, I don't know shit about. You'd rather Idaho. live in Nebraska <laughs> and talk about corn for the rest of your life. Oh, see now it's really coming <laughs> out to play with you guys. <laughs> you would rather you talk to the pieces of shit. <laughs> you guys in Vermont. Are, you no, guys are stated. This is how it happens though. Any fucking argument I have where Max is involved, I, it starts out peaceful and then it ends up that I will be like double down hundred percent. Like <laughs> we Rhode Island's the fucking best. <laughs> we polarize each other's opinions. It's way too hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This next question comes from a Garrett Brown, who's a friend that I met through Darian, and he is quite an awesome gentleman. Yeah, he's he seems. I've seen him on your uh, stream. He's 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 been on your stream, right? He seems extremely supportive of your endeavors. He's a great dude. Yeah. He says, "Howdy, gents." So Elon Musk has made it well known that he believes we are living in a simulation. Mm-hmm. For most of my adult life, I always found this idea to be fun, but nonsensical in that we can't prove it one way or another, and ultimately, a symptoms of ha- humans having just way too good of an imagination. However, the release of No Man's Sky really has me questioning things. <laughs> if a bunch of monkeys barely capable of learning how to feed themselves appropriately can make a game that is essentially an infinite universe, who's to say what, where, or when we are? In other words, imagine where technology might be just a hundred years, where it might be in just a hundred years. It's not too difficult to imagine that Elon might be right. He says, I'm a big fan of the show, and I hear that you guys fancy yourselves logical folks who are well taught in philosophy, so I think you all might have fun tossing this idea around. What do you think, simulation or reality? I legit thought he was. Cheers. Good health and happiness to all. I legit thought he was going to be like, with the release of No Man's Sky, I realize how easy it is to be lied to. (laughs) 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 Or like something along those lines. Um, I think it's possible. <laughs> We're watching uh, Max's like existential. Yeah, dude. Button. I've been having, I've been having it's, a lot, but you know, I take a lot of long possible. drives. This is a deep a cut, of, dude. He's really bringing in a deep cut here. Yeah, I, I take a lot of long drives. Um, <laughs> I think hard alone a lot. And I'm just sometimes I think you know you, you get caught up in like the two the two existential crises. You're like, wow, my problems that I think I have on like a universal plane are like the problems of bacteria. Yes, right. Like, Very I am so useless. Mm-hmm. You know. Then there's also the times where like, if I have this kind of consciousness right now, like, and is this just like a fluke of nature, or is this some sort of like controlled aspect? And it's never like, you know, like a religious aspect that I start going through. It's more along that line to where like, is there some sort of like entity or alien presence or like something simulating this environment to make it seem like. Like, are we an experiment? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can see. I can see that happening. I absolutely am open to the ideas. I'm comfortable saying I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I'm also comfortable saying that it could very well be a simulation. I actually read a, uh, and this sounds 
kind of like BS, but I will preface it by saying I didn't understand like 98% of this. But I read this thing where this guy like tried to mathematically explain why it's extremely way more likely that we are simulations than that we aren't. It, yeah, this this Elon Musk thing that he's referencing, he's basically saying it's like he in his mind it's a one in a billion chance that we are not in a simulation. Right. And it's basically what you're betting. I think the reason mathematically why he's people are coming to that conclusion is because the idea is once people can create simulations, uh they're going to continue to create simulations. And things that are simulated don't know that they're simulated. So you're just going to create more and more simulations, and then those things could possibly create their own simulations. The idea is, is that like everything will just create more and more simulations, and it's kind of like a, like a virus that continues to spread until everything is simulated. When you're saying that we're not simulated, you're basically betting that... like You're almost saying that like we, we are the first people, the first instance to ever be able to simulate anything. Uh, and, and, and there is even just the thought that, yeah, like maybe we're the first people, maybe we're the first consciousness, but I think it's, it's, it is definitely like, it makes mathematical sense. We've already as human beings created simulations and it's entirely plausible that we are just the, you know, unteenth, uh, you know, iteration of just a really elaborate, crazy simulation. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's totally possible. I won't say that I think that it's like probable, but um, it, it definitely it definitely seems like there's some stuff that could be controlled that, uh, yeah, that, that, that would make things the way they are. So what do you think, Chase? The, the secret is in the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Number 42, dude. Um, I think we're not in a simulation for two reasons. So with Elon Musk things, he talks about how like humans will get advanced enough to create these perfect simulations, kind of like what you're saying. And I think at that point, if we're going to create a simulation, like why would we create it in the place where we are now, like experiencing it? Unless, unless the, the hypothesis is that we created the simulation from the very point that like Earth had life. And it's simulated all the way up to this point. So now you and I are just experiencing where we are in the simulation. But I kind of took it as like, okay, we're going to start the simulation at like fucking 19, whatever, you know, it's like if, if, if advanced, super advanced humans are going to create a simulation, why would they create a simulation where we're like this far back in comparison to where they are? You know, it just, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, and granted, we have no way to actually answer this, right? right. But um, the other reason why I don't think it's possible is because, like, I just don't think you can simulate human behavior. I don't think you can simulate emotion. I think it's, <clears throat> a, a, I think it's a, a common sentiment that, like, a lot of people hold where they think that at some point in time we're going to be mathematically able to, like, predict every possible outcome that a human being could have given a certain set of crazy circumstance, like of, of, of a certain day. Yeah. Like right? a good like, enough formula. Yeah. Like we already don't have, there's already problems with some of the formulas that we find in physics, but there's like an idea that we can absolutely discover the end all be all laws of the universe. And when we get there, we'll also have discovered the laws that govern like human emotion and like just human behavior. And I don't think you can, I think it's impossible 
to you might be able to explain what's happening like on a chemical level like you know oh you felt happy and that's because these things hit your brain at these you right. know nodes and all that you might be able to explain that but i don't think you can i don't think you'll ever be able to explain like why it happened or like the reason and all that stuff right and so for that i just don't think you can create a simulation to the degree that we experience reality, I suppose. Yeah, that's a good point too, and it, it reminds me of the idea that, uh, and I think you were the one that kind of like brought this up uh, to me, is that like math is always after the fact. It's always trying to explain stuff that we don't know how to explain, and so math almost will never be able to explain why, like the 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 reason why something comes into play, or like. Like the uh, like the cause that creates something like it's always going to be trying to explain after the fact. So I mean that kind of leads lends credence to the idea that we can't just make a formula that uh, that creates a cause, you know. Hmm. And even even tenets as basic as if like two plus two equals four. Like there in academia there are there are small sects of of academics who are like literally study mathematic theory to the point where they can reasonably argue why two plus two isn't four. And yeah. you can take all of these things that we use as like common held beliefs. And just like when people argue morality to the extent where it's almost impossible to come up with an answer, you can get that granular with things like math and physics as well. And they're not as like cut and dry as we sort of make them feel like they are in everyday just sort of speak, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've taken enough like upper level math and logic classes to know that that is not the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's a proof? Hold on, what? <laughs> the ambiguity of language combined with the harshness of math? <laughs> but yeah, that was a good question. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah, thanks, Garrett. And that's all the questions we've got this week. If you want to oh, be wait. like these two... We got a, oh, we got a yeah, tweet, Max. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think Max almost <laughs> forgot his own twat. Yeah, I got... No, I got, I got twatted <laughs> recently. I had a personal twat. Um, it was from... Uh, Those are the best twats. Yeah, it was from the Forger of Masks. Yay. The guy who I also just want to point out. I've seen a couple photos of the prototype Yeah. for our fucking helmet. Bravo. Yeah. My God, that thing already... Like, I'll take it now. I really just... fucking <laughs> sick. I really just want to hold off playing Metal or Magic until I get to wear that thing for, yeah. uh, for our next one. Yeah, for real. So honestly. I'm going to keep fighting for that. But yeah, yeah. what do you say? Uh, he asked me... Um, about pretty much like how to get started playing fighting games. Uh, he pretty much just brought up that like he wanted to get into them, um, and that he was kind of ready. And I thought it was kind of good, a good question because I think that it brings up the question of like what you need to get into fighting games and what is different between each game. Because I think for one, Chase, I thought about you instantly when he first asked this question because I was like, okay, cool, that's. Awesome. Chase recently came to me to talk to me about uh, how to get in, or like how to get into Street Fighter, but Street Fighter particularly because I also thought back to the fact that Chase is already a really good Mortal Kombat player, right? DBZ before Street Fighter and DBZ and other other fighting games. And so we're thinking like competitive fighting, right? Not just well, like that was just how do you that like I, fighting games. That was just something <laughs> that I kind of wanted to bring up and just like for me, just real quick. And I'll and I'll reply to him back on Twitter with a little bit more of a deeper analysis, but uh, <laughs> in a hundred yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be nineteen different <laughs> tweets are gonna one come of nineteen, away, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I would just say that like you need to first find a game that is the most inviting and appealing to you in particular. Because it's way different. Because the first thing I thought was just Street Fighter stuff. And I thought like, okay, dude, look up what anti-airs are. Look up what spacing is. Look up what footsies are. Look up all that kind of stuff that the average player is going to just set you that much more advanced, like up on top of the average player who's just like smashing buttons for no reason. Yeah, just right? little, little tricks. Looking to exploit the bad people is the first thing you want to do. Nice. Learning how to block for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Learning when you're allowed to hit somebody else in a game mm-hmm. is definitely something to look. And it's, these are all really ambiguous. And the reason why is because I think that that's like that applies mostly to every game. You know, not just Street Fighter. I would say that like knowing how to block and knowing the concept of punishing moves. Just figure out what punishing moves means, and that means that you're gonna like every f- dude who like spams something or a cheap move. Yeah, understand that you have the resources, and the you're supposed to be able to then reverse yeah, take that move that. and take advantage of that situation. Take advantage of you blocking a big move and going in for big damage. And we can go into more detail about it on Twitter for sure. I haven't got a chance to reply to him, but well, I've got a question from an yeah. outside perspective as well. Yeah. Um, how important do you feel like it is? To maybe even have just like a, a natural sort of intuition to one game or another, or to just really like one game. Like, do you think it's really important that you find a game that you're like, oh, this is really fun. Now I can get better at it. Or do you feel like it's more like, you know, you find a game that has all like a, a perfect block set that you can start building. Like, it's got all the Legos. Now you just got to start building on it. I don't think that's interesting. I don't think it's interesting to get into a game because of that. I think that maybe if like that would be appealing to a very logical person, that'd be a- appealing to like the mathematical person who wants to like exploit the math in a video game. Because that, I mean, that's kind of how Street Fighter is, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. You'd say that's that it has I, yeah. all the all the, all of like the perfect little pieces yeah. to be able to perf- fight competitively and and take advantage. Exactly. Of those like, there's definitely players. numbers you can read into. Like you can boil your characters and stuff down to numbers, and you can do that with most fighting games too. But I would say most importantly, you need to find a game that you think is cool yeah. and is fun. Yeah. And is <coughs> Pick fun a brand and, a, and an aesthetic that in, you enjoy. Yeah. And then go from there. Because at the end of the day, like, anti-airs are in every game. Punishing is in every game. Mm-hmm. Like, combos are in every game. Like, you're going to find that everywhere. So I'd say just honestly, your yeah. first thing is just to play a bunch of the games that you see are being played right now. And I would also start with a game that's being, like, played right now because you want a game that you can be involved in the culture into. Yeah. There yeah. I I think that was the most thing like looking outside in just there is so much culture that goes into each of these games when you really start getting deep into it and so yeah, you can just basically take an overglance of the yeah. culture and be like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean honestly, I think once you master all those things, you you become like a competitive player. Like once you understand that stuff, you become whatever the generic term of being competitive is. So Find a game you like. Yeah, I'll, I'll also add that I think a lot like um, fitness, fighting games is about setting goals for yourself and achieving goals. Like, you're going to have to spend time in training mode, and that's boring at first. But what you need to do is say, okay, when I first start playing, these matches are not about me winning. 
Like, I'm not trying to win this game. I am literally trying to get off this three-hit combo that I've been training. And that's it. And if I get that three-hit combo off once, then that's a victory. Yeah. yeah. And it's about setting those tiny little goals and keep in, in reaching them. And if you don't reach them, watch your, watch your replays, figure out where you went wrong, and keep doing it until you do. And you'll slowly build, and it's going to. there's going to be days where you hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to wonder why you even play. <sighs> But much like fitness and any other like Dark Souls game, it's about the moments when you triumph and those moments feel great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's like kind of how building skill and anything is like and even in music, you know, like when you when you keep fumbling over a little twiddly diddly, Mm -hmm. you just got to sit on that twiddly diddly for like four hours until you get (laughs) it, man. You got to until it becomes a donkey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're set. You got to experiment and also see what works. Like you said, like when you play a match, don't just think about like how important it is for you to win. It's about how important it is for you to like learn from any situation in the map. Like learn from like if he does that move and I do this move, will that work? No. Yeah. And I lost. Okay, at least you know now to like never do that again. How important do you feel like it is to have a mentor? It's super helpful, but I also apply that to everyone. YouTube is your mentor if you don't have if one. If you don't have one, like, YouTube you know, is, but being yeah, able to ask Reach out to Max and I, but also YouTube is an awesome resource. Yeah, reach out to us. We'll answer every question that you have about anything in any fighting game. I'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, YouTube, just, you know, that's 2016. The resources are endless. Right, yeah. Cool. Thanks for the, well, thank thanks you for for the, the question. I feel yeah. very... Feel like I have a role now. <laughs> feel nice. like I have a spot. You know, I feel like I'm. You know, I feel like I'm a part of the show. You yeah. just now feel like you got a spot. I don't feel as much of the special. We gave you a spot you weeks know? ago. Yeah, that's true. You're being introduced number two. You ass. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ding. Rising to the top. <laughs> Coming for you, Chase. All right. Thank you for all the questions. You can send those to wittybantershow at gmail.com or you can go to our website, wittybantershow.com or you can tweet at us. We are at wittybantershow on Twitter. Now let's put some numbers on those beers and we'll get out of here. I will go first. I'm going to give this beer a real solid seven. Okay. I think this beer is super drinkable. I think it's just, it's a 6.5%. It's not very carbonated. It just fills my mouth easily and the flavor is subtle yet just enjoyable like it it smells and and taste of like just a dark bread it's a it's sweet on the uh like in the on the general first hit of the of the flavor kind of like caramely and then it ends with like a bitter spiciness i think is really nice and this is a beer that i could sit here in a bar with you guys and just drink for the rest of the night and really enjoy myself so seven seven it is seven's the perfect number um this beer, I think at first, when I, I think when we try to drink beers on this show, we go for like more obscure craft and like distinctive flavored beers. Mm-hmm. And this one at first wasn't like that. And coming from somebody who's been on the show for a little while and drinking beer after beer of like all these really like unique tasting beers that I was almost like off put by that. But I think I've kind of opened up to it a lot. I think that it's got enough character within its drinkability to make it like a really nice beer to just mm. drink easily over and over again and just order by the round, you know? Yeah. So I would, I would also agree. Seven's a perfect number for it. It's nice, lightly carbonated. Um, nice beer to grab a six-pack with and drink with a friend of yours. Cool. Nice. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you guys. Um, I think I'm going to give this an eight. And the reason why is I usually feel like I give something an eight if there aren't, if there's like almost no drawback that I can point to. Uh, it's not, and, and like, you know, an eight is not the best beer of this style or whatever that I've had. But, you know, with this beer, 
I felt like whenever I had it, when it was like really cold, I really liked it. I liked it after it opened up and it's warm now. Um, I feel like the, I just like the balance between the subtle bitterness, which I feel like I don't really get in. Uh, I, I never like would identify that with like other box uh, that I've had. And I really like how that balances with like the, you know, kind of like the German maltiness. Um, and I just feel like it's really mellow and, um, yeah, I just like it. I think that there's, there's very little drawback. It's a good looking beer. I like the branding. I'm, I'm about it. I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. I support your Fantastic. All right. Before we start the spiel, I just want to remind everybody that I was recently on a podcast okbeast.com where we did an inside spoiler discussion and we didn't you know we 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 go into a couple spoilers there but i really we got to talk about why i think that game is as awesome as it is and i've talked about it quite a few times on this show this year and so if you aren't planning on playing it you can go ahead and give it a listen or if you're going to play it i recommend you check it out because we had a really good discussion there um, that's okbeast.com but for our own podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Witty Banter, hit subscribe, and all of our episodes will show up in your download queue for free. If you don't have iTunes, you can go to our website, wittybantershow.com, to listen to them there. And we're also on a variety of Android-supported platforms. And if you can't find us on one that you use, just let us know, and we'll try to get there as soon as we can. Um, send us an email, wittybantershow at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter. We are at wittybantershow. Max is at MaxiDangus, and I am at Chase on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that's episode number 74. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. That was an impressive plug fest. beat up a pip up